Mizmor Beis, which I remind you is <clears throat> one with Mizmor Aleph, according to the Gemara. Okay, before we go through a Pasuk by Pasuk, I want to structure the Mizmor for you. We'll go through it now one time to get the structure. It's a very, it's a very tightly structured Mizmor. Um, I'll show you the patterns. And then we'll go back Pasuk by Pasuk and understand it better. Okay, there's a lot of parallelism in this mizmor. Meaning, let's say right away in the first pasuk, you have the pasuk is um, I don't know what the technical term is, but a b pasuk with the first half parallels the second half. You see that a lot in the whole mizmor. So lama rog shugayim, umum yagurek. Why are the goyim making this such noise, tumult, and umim, which is a synonym for goyim, they're yage for nothing. Okay, and then the next pasuk describes, I think the way we have to read the next two psukim is, Pasuk Beis describes the regesh, where they gather together in, in a noisy fashion, like in a mob, right? There's a parallel, A, B, and then Al Hashem Ba'amashichai, and then they say, Pasuk Gimel, let's tear off his bonds, Let's throw off the ropes. That's again a parallelism in Pasuk Gimel. But Pasuk Gimel, I think, is what they're yege. In other words, Pasuk Aleph presents us with the fact that they're making noise and they're thinking or saying something. And then the making noise is a gathering. That's in Pasuk Bays. And um, the saying something is what they say in Pasuk Gimel. And the subjects of their re revolt is Hashem and Meshichai. And then in order... Hashem and then Mashiach are going to respond. Hashem, Pasuk Dalid, first doesn't respond, first laughs. Yeshi Beshamayim Yitzchok, Adonai Yilag Lama, again we have the Shchik Elag, and it's one big joke. And then he does speak to them. Uz, there's an interesting point there. Uz, first he laughs, the whole thing's a joke, but then he decides to address them, engage them. And we have the Apoi Charoinoi, a very clear parallel, and his message is That's what Hashem wants to tell them, that he appointed his king. And then the king speaks. Asapra, the first person, this is the king speaking. Um, as we see in the Hamashech. So they would be ganged up on Hashem and Mashiach. Hashem says... And Mishichai says, which Rashi says means, um, I regularly say, I say this regularly, that Hashem Amaylai, and here we have the dual duality, and Hashem furthermore told me, so this is a quote that the Mishichai is quoting Mishem Hashem. Hashem told me that you just have to ask me and I will be. Goyim nachlasech, achzasayotz. Give me the double thing. The next pasuk is again. Terayim b'shevet ba'aluchim atzadam. Same. So Hashem told me that I am His son. You are my son. I today born you, and you have to only ask, and I will give you this inheritance of the nations and um, the edges of the earth, and you'll be able to crush them with the shevet ba'azel and smash them like you know. And therefore, the conclusion is. So now the king turns to the other kings. The Mashiach turns to the other king and says, listen, this is, this is the situation. And therefore, here's how to be. You want to be Balei Seichel. And again, we have 
Malachim Askilu, he first shaved the Eretz. If you do as a the year, Gilu Rada, here's the Maskana. Here's what you should do. And Nashguvar, whatever that means. Difficult uh, to translate that. There's all sorts of Pshatim, what those words mean. Pen Ye'enaf. Basically, you're in big trouble. Hashem might get angry at you, which he sort of did already, right? Because he spoke to Ba'af. And he was warning them, Pen Ye'enaf. We'll talk about that. And the Soiv Duderech. Because again, his Af can be burned Kemat. So you're in big trouble. Ashkechosev. And this is like the Chasima. This is, this is the conclusion. Okay? So you see how it's very tightly structured. It starts off with this attack and a statement, and there's two subjects of it, and then it describes the attack, um, the revolt, maybe is a better word, and, um, and, and what the message is, and the response of the two, the two subjects of the attack. First Hashem, who first laughs, then responds, and then the king who quotes Hashem and, and um, as telling him that he can do what he wants with these other nations and therefore if they want, they better, they better um, take this to heart and be smart and uh, realize that they better watch out for Hashem's wrath because uh, you're in big trouble if you, if you, you might lose the derech and rather be a chayse. Okay? It's a very beautiful structure of the Mizmah. Okay, now let's go back to the beginning and let's make some comments, okay? Let's, let's try to understand this a little better. Okay, so first we have this Yegu, which picks up, I mean, at least mirrors we had in, in the first Mizmar, which again is one Mizmar, um, the king is Yege, Yenvelayl, and Torah. And these people are doing Rick, which is, of course, the opposite of Torah, this saying empty things. The king, the, which is Mizmar Aleph, it's about the king, as we discussed, and he's and his enemies are Yegurik. And there's a whole theme about speaking, right? Because they say one thing, which is Rick. Hashem says something. And then the king says, not only does he say something, but he says, This is something I always want to say. I say this regularly. Okay? And what does he say? He says something that Hashem told him. So there's all about what statements are we making? Starts off with a Rick statement, and the response are, are robust statements of Hashem, and the Melech who quotes Hashem and, and ends up with their, sending these kings straight with their correct message. Okay, now what do they do? These chaver they are yisyatsvu um, malchiaretz. They they stand up, they rise up, right? And there's a parallel here because an inver an inversion because they stand up on Hashem, he. Is Yoshev Bashamayim. Yoshev is the opposite of Nitzav. And Pasuk, I think the Bedeza points to say that, that the Pasuk is trying to tell us that this whole, um, this whole endeavor of being Yatsiv on Hashem is impossible because he's Yoshev. And as them is Yatsiv, it's Kilu, they're going to stand up against him, but he's impervious and he doesn't have to respond uh, because he's in Shemayim, obviously. So that's the joke. How can you, how can these kings who are Malchay? Eretz, right? I just realized that now, in Pazik Beis, these are Malchei Eretz, right? That's another obvious parallel. How could the Malchei Eretz be Misyatsev on the Yeshiva Shemaim? So it's one big joke. Okay. Now, what do they say? Pazik Gimel, Nenatkes Moisrei Seimoi, Venashlichem Enoi Seimoi. So the Bereza points out that the response to them in Pazik Yod, Ba'atam Olochem Haskilu Hivosiru, Shoifte Aretz Hivosru is corresponds to Moisrei Seimoi. Musr means to be bound. Like Asur, 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 something's Asur means it's bound. So, Nenat Nemesimu is going to throw off his binds. 
And when he tells them, that's the, the, the response to what they were saying. They're not going to mention Okay? And based on that, the Midrash takes it further and says, okay, that then suggests that they're throwing off Hashem or they're rebelling against Hashem. The response to that is, Okay? So how is Haskilu response to Al Hashem? So Ibnez is a beautiful thing. He says, you know what it means that they're, that, they, that they're rebelling on Hashem? What does it mean they're rebelling on Hashem? It means they're rebelling on the Shikol Hadas Shenota Hashem Belev Kol Adam. It's a real Ibnez kind of idea. They were, they, they were rebelling. Hashem placed in every man <laughs> common sense. And Hashem made a person Yasha and he has the ability to think straight. And the people that to drain their cups till they can't think straight anymore. That's what it means, Al Hashem. It's an amazing thing. We're seeing it uh, being misguided these days. Everyone's finding Al Hashem. <laughs> the Pashat Oikar Hashem from themselves when they make themselves lose their minds. That, that, that's what the message touches. It's an amazing thing. And he says that. Why does he say that? Because Atamolacham Haskilu is the response. He's like, don't be stupid. Stupid means you're fighting with Hashem. So Atamolacham Haskilu, in other words, there is a musr, you can't throw off the bonds and say, I'll think whatever I want, because that's a rebellion to Hashem, because Hashem made you, gave you a brain. And you want to, so you want to lobotomize your brain and replace it with something else. So that's a fighting with Hashem. And that's like, you don't want musr, meaning you, want, you, want, you don't want someone to tell you what to do. But my Hashem did tell you what to do, because he gave you a brain. So accept that, have seichel and musr. That, that's the Vanessa's taich, a beautiful taich. Okay, fine. So now... So what happens over here? So we have a very strange thing over here. They have this uprising. There's a rebellion against Hashem, but it's a joke because they're machi arts. And how can they be siyatsa Hashem? And taka yeshiv shemay misak Hashem But there's a little bit of a problem here. The problem is like this. What were they thinking? It's a very strange thing. It's like, okay, they're going to be siyatsa on Hashem. He's yeshiv shemay. It's a joke. Okay, so taka knew. What were they thinking? If they were thinking something, so what's the response to them? It just like makes it like you know, it's a non-starter. It's a little strange. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Okay, I want to be more of that. To me, to me, that's a big problem in, in, in the structure. I mean, we'll get, I have an answer. It points to somewhere. Um, again, the problem with the structure is that how do you say, like, they started a war on Hashem and Hashem laughs because he's in the Shemaim. Okay, so say that. So there's no war on Hashem. <laughs> what were they thinking? Okay, they want to send to heaven and do something. And he laughs because he's in Shemaim, he's impervious. So what were they, so what were they even doing? And also, you see, the truth is, the truth is, there's a funny move over here because Pasuke then says, Oz, first of all, there's an Oz over here. Like, okay, next, next step. So a, and, and he's like, first he laughs, and then he does a very strange thing. And then he speaks to them in wrath and anger. So laughing and mocking, is, it's a joke. Right? Why? Because what do you mean you're fighting Hashem? Okay, so it's a joke. It's one big joke. But no, but no, apparently it's not a joke because then he gets angry. But it's interesting because the anger is pre- preceded with this us. It's like, okay, next thing that happens. So there's two, there's a move over here from Yeshiva Shemayim Yitzchak that this whole thing is, is just not serious. Then there's this us. Okay? It's an interesting move. What's that about? And what does Hashem say? He's my king. I appointed him al Tzir and Harkachi. That's the message. Where does Tzir and Harkachi come in here? Why is that important? Why is that relevant at this point? That, he, that this king was placed on Tzio and Harkoch. Okay? And also, no, let's note also, what is Hashem angry about? What is the essence? What is the content of Hashem's wrath? I made this king on Tzio and Harkoch. It's very, 
doesn't seem to be wrathful or karoyim. It's just a statement. This is my king. Well, it leads to anger, right? Because you're chopping my king. But it's, it just leaves it hanging right there. What does Hashem say with his wrath? This is what Hashem says angrily. First he laughs and doesn't take it seriously. And then he speaks to them in anger and he says angrily, I have made this king. Okay? Which then, see, is sort of leaves things hanging, but now the king takes over. It makes perfect sense, right? Because we're, we're, we're segueing from Hashem. Once Hashem announced that I appointed the king, now the king has permission to speak in the name of Hashem. And he's going to actually literally speak in the name of Hashem and say what Hashem told him, right? So it's a hemshah. Okay, and what does the king say? Um, right, what does the king say? Which, by the way, I think it's in the first person, you know, it just switches straight to the first person because I guess we're supposed to read it that this is the first person speaking the whole time, right? Lamarog Shugan, who's speaking here? The king. Um, now, why is it the king? That supports, that supports that Mizmar Aleph is the king. Because otherwise, why, why, who says it's the king? Stam, Lomarok Shugan. I don't get asked that. Asaf could say that. Haman, whatever, all the people. Asan, Azrahi, right? So, but it's assuming that's the king speaking. So, I guess that's a raya to, it's a raya, that's a hemshah of Mizmar Aleph, and that the ish, ha'ish, is the Tereshon Chavz, is the melech. So, Mele here just switches straight to the first person, because that's who's been speaking till now. Okay? So, what does he say? Now, he says a very interesting thing. Bini Atta. Hashem told me, Bini Atta. So the first question is, where did Hashem tell him Beniata? Where, where does this come from? When did Hashem tell him this? Um, secondly, are you finding it? We're in Shmuel? Okay, right. So in Shmuel, okay, one second. Yeah, you, you could cover it. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, yeah, Shmuel Bay's Perek Zion. Just to make it a little easier for you, okay? Um, no, we'll get that in a minute. You can definitely look it up for sure. But I wanted to, but I want to read this passage. We have to ask that, right? Hashem Allah b'ni Atta, where did he say that? And what's Ani Hayoyim? Today I gave birth to you. What's that today? What's that about? Um, and also, what's this Al Chayk? Asaf Al Chayk, I say this regularly. What's this business of like, this is what he always says? What's that about? Okay? And next passage, he says, What did Hashem tell me that you can ask me and I'll give you good nachalos? Secha says the Benezo, yeah, because a bane receives nachalos. So once he said he's his bane, it follows nachalos. And now I want to say, to, Why did Hashem say this to him? Back to that question. So these two things we have by Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech had a dream and, and Hashem said to him, Sha'al mimeni, you could ask me for what you want. And he didn't ask for good nachalos. And Hashem said, Oh, you didn't ask for that, so you're going to get that anyways. But you could have asked for that. It's like he has the option, Sha'al mimeni. All you have to do is ask. He didn't. See, that's what Stamas are very interesting in this whole Mizmah, because the Mizmah is basically the king, I mean, just in the punchline, the king warns the, the other kings that, you know, I have the option, all I have to do is ask. So you're in my, but he didn't ask. It's just like, I might ask, so therefore you, you better listen to my conditions, right? That, that's what's happening at the end. So similarly, by Shalom HaMelech, Hashem told him, Sha'al Mimani, Mo'atelach. He didn't ask for Nefesh Le'evecha. So, okay, great, good. He asked for Chachmah. Um, there too, it says in, you know, about Shlaima too, not there too, that, that story is in Malachim Aleph, um, Perk uh, Gimel or something, where Shlaima had a dream, and Hashem told him Shalmi Mani. Similarly, about Shlaima, it says in Shmuel Abayz, Perk Zayin, what's it called? Who? Ani Eyalel Avuhi Eli Lebein. Okay? So there's obviously certain parallels. If we read this Mizma is referring to Shlaima. And I don't know how that works exactly. You know, are we supposed to read the Mizmar about David exclusively, or Shlema exclusively, or Mashiach exclusively? 
<laughs> or we're allowed to mix and match and say there's these themes about the kingship and, and maybe the, the Mizmor is deliberately ambiguous about which king because it's a little bit about David, it's a little bit about Shlaim, it's a little bit about Mashiach himself and so on and so forth. Which I, I would think that, but, but whatever. There seems to be two schools of thought about that. What? Leila's Shlaim was also in between Mashiach and between, but ah, I gave you the Tichah, I see, the birth, the, the, birth, the, the big mm-hmm. birth of Shlaim. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Aha, uh-huh. right, 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 right. Okay, that's cool. It's interesting because the Yebenezer says on the Hayyam Yeladatikha, the Yebenezer says this was, Mizmah was said on the day that David was anointed to be king, and his right is because I need Hayyam Yeladatikha. And that's what he does with the Hayyam. I don't like that shot because, not that I'm, I don't know enough about this in Tehillim in general, but this is a common Mahalach in Tehillim. You find these weird things in the Mizmah, you say, okay, so let's find the context. And that's the shot. Meaning, ah, if we only say that this was Mizmah was said on the day that he was anointed, then Hayyam was perfect. Okay, but you know, I don't know if that's how, how to, for me, that's not how voracious work. Tell me. It's supposed to like explain itself. You're not supposed to give a background story to make sense out of it. So that's why I'm not so sure with that. I don't, I don't know if I like that kind of mahalach. But. What? It's also saying. What about it? What about the Bayam? I don't understand. Isn't it also part of the context of previous song? So what? Isn't it so similar? I'm saying in general. No, but the is saying that the Mizmah was said on the day of the anointment, even though there's no indication of that. Yes, there was a day that he was anointed, okay, say there, but yeah, if the Mizmah would connect to that day, right, if you would find parallels to that day, in other words, to, to Shmuel, whatever, where it says that, and you find parallels in this Mizmah, then I have no problem with that, right? But just you say, okay, there's a very odd thing over here, so you say, okay, Yeshlaimar, that this was said then, and there's no internal indication. I don't know if that, that meets the rules of. Um, I want to just say, who am I to argue in the Benezer and Pir Shamikor? If I'm Zaycha, I'm going to go to his Chumash here after Shabbos Davening and Adam Mahabha. That's, that's, my, that's my plan. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, that's, that's what I would think. I'm saying this kind of shot, that would be my response. I mean, I mean you know, but, uh, I just have to tell you what I think of that, obviously. Okay, anyways. Fine, right there. Where are we up to here? Um, okay, so that's the pasuk. Right, so that's that, that that's the suggestion for the background for um, Bani Atta. Um, the Hayyim is still a question. I'm gonna get back to that. Say a different shot. And the Shalmi Mani, like I said, Shalmi Mani and Bani Atta are, are we have that by Shlomo. We also have by David Amalek and Mizmar Peites. Af ani bechuyekreini avi Atta maniakole Bani. I think Af ani bechoretnei who elyon al malchei eretz is the pasuk in Mizmar Peites, which of course is very similar to here because. That's about David, because it says um, he's going to be over the Malchei Eretz. He's going to be superior to the Malchei Eretz. It's like he's telling him, B'ni Atta, and therefore you control the Malchei Eretz, Achuzdasa Afse Eretz, so here's his message to the Malchei Eretz. So that's also a parallel, for sure. That's also a parallel, but I still want to know, um, I still, it still bothers me, first of all, what's the Asapra Chayk, like he says this all the time, and what's the Hayyam Yedidatich? Okay? Even though we find other places this message of B'ni Atta. To Shlomo and to David. Okay, so then his so the upshot is that since this king controls all of them, and if he wants to, he can he can crush them. Therefore, he can set the terms for them to uh, not suffer his wrath or Hashem's wrath maybe channeled through him, which I think, I think is a key idea of it, right? Because here we have Hashem's wrath starts over with Hashem's wrath that this is my king, and then the king picks up and starts talking in the name of Hashem and saying, yes, Hashem is so angry, he lets me crush you, but I'm not going to crush you as long as you guys are good, but watch out because Hashem's wrath came. So in other words, we're talking about Hashem's wrath that's channeled through the king who mediates it because he's Hashem's son, right? So it's sort of, that's, that's, the, that's the logic here. Um, and his message is, look, you better watch out. 
and you better be smart. Um, and if du es Hashem b'yira, instead of saying you're not, because Moses is saying by which means you're not serving Hashem, you're throwing off his yokes. If do you have to serve him. Um, and watch out. Pen yenaf, yiver kamat apoy, as Hashem got angry in the beginning of the Mizmor, where he spoke to you with anger. Instead, Ashrei Kachoy and this is bring us back to the Ashrei Haish, who's the subject of this Mizmor, right? The one who, who's speaking, the, the first person. He's the one who's, who's secure. Okay. So I want to, so basically like this, so we went through the Mizmah and we see there's this theme of, of Hashem choosing the Melech and therefore the Melech speaks for Hashem and so on and so forth, right? Um, so I want to say that we could look at this Mizmah, and I think this is what well, helps understand what's happening. We look at this Mizmah as a, a conversation or a, a theological, whatever you want to call it, question of the relationship between Hashem and the Melech, okay? Um... And let's start with the problem I said, which is that they ganging up on Hashem. So what were they thinking? Right? And, and if they were thinking something, then there's no response to it. That problem, right? So here's the pshat. The pshat is like this. This mizmor is dealing with what is the relationship between the king, between Hashem and Meshichai. This is what I want, to, I want to suggest. And I want to suggest there's two ways to look at that relationship. You have this king, he's the Mashiach Hashem, right? Let's say he's David or the Mashiach, whatever. In what sense is he the Mashiach of Hashem? Okay, so now the, the angry message of Hashem is, right? So that's the Chiddush, right? If you want to know like, what were they thinking, well, I know what they had to be told. So then we could reverse engineer and say, ah, they didn't know that Hashem made him king, right? They knew he's the Mashiach of Hashem, but they didn't know that Hashem made him king. So if Hashem didn't make him king, then he's the Mashiach of Hashem means that he took Hashem as his God. So these are the two tzadim. The king who, who stands for Hashem, wh where's the movement? Where does it come from? Does it start from Hashem who, was, who made him king? Or did this king of Israel, David, Mashiach, whatever, take Hashem as his God? Okay, this, is, this I think is fair. Because if the message to them is Anina Sahti Malki, they thought that this king didn't become the king of Hashem because Hashem initiated it. He became the king of Hashem because he decided he'll stand up for Hashem and be the king for on Hashem's behalf. So now, if um, he decided to be the king for Hashem's behalf, then he is another Malchi Eretz. He's just another Malchi Eretz. He might be a Malchi Eretz that stands for Hashem, okay, but I'm a Malchi Eretz that stands for a Baal or whatever, who's maybe admittedly lower than Hashem, whatever, whatever you deal with the theology over there. But they could start a war, Al-Hashem Val Mashichai, because he's, uh, he is merely another Malchi Eretz. He's not, he's not, he's not fundamentally you know, different than them. It's my God against his God. We'll deal with that, old fights. Kamash Malon says Hashem, no. Um, he is not, he, I'm, I, it's not Hashem B'Mashichah because this particular Melech Eretz chose me. Actually, it starts from Shemayim. So first of all, the first thing is Yeshe B'Shemayim Yitzchak. You think Hashem is merely the, the God of this Melech Eretz? No, it's not. Because Hashem is in this picture not because this Melech Oretz chose him. Hashem is in this picture because Hashem is Bashamayim. Everything starts from there. So first of all, the first thing I do is laugh. Meaning because Hashem is in Shemayim, Hashem is not merely the God of this king. It's the opposite. This king 
is the representative of Hashem, who's in Shemayim. So first step is I'm in Shemayim, so the whole so clapping me, the whole thing's a joke. Now, what about my king? Well, my king, Anina Sachti Malki, um, this king is an extension of me. And that's why the Pasuk is, remember I asked, why does it say al and Harkachi? Because the Har is something that's close to Shemayim. That's always a theme in, in Tanakh. So this is, he's saying he's not Stam Melech Eretz like any other Melech Eretz. He's a Shtikol Shemaimi. Why? Because he, because everything started from Hashem who's in the Shemayim, who he then, Hashem Shemayim is the one who made this king the king, and that's why he put him on a mountaintop, on a holy mountain, because that makes him raised above the earth, on a mountain, and a holy place, thereby he becomes heavenly. So everything is being flipped around. Don't think that this king is another Melech Eretz who happens to choose Hashem. This is the opposite. Hashem who's in the Shemayim, and therefore laughs at your, at your attempts. He is the one who instated this king in a heavenly way. So it's, it's not that the king uh, adopted Hashem, it's Hashem adopted the king. And therefore the king is like Hashem's son, and a king, thank you, has, has Hashem kind of powers. Okay, understand? That's, 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 the, that's the whole schmooze that's happening over here. They are machiarets, thank you, and they think that it's one melecharets against the other. And that melecharets, the one that's called Mashiach Hashem, happens to be a Mashiach Hashem. And this melecharets is a Mashiach of whatever God that he's a Mashiach of. Kamash Mabon, then no, everything works different over here. Um, it starts from Shemayim, and from that perspective, it's a joke. But Oz, there's another move. That's what the Oz is doing. Because, yes, Hashem Kishala Atzma is Yeshiva Shemayim, it's a joke. But Hashem then chose to. Uh, con- concern himself with what happens on earth and, and appoint a king that's going to represent Hashem HaShemayim. So, okay, well then Hashem gets angry and his anger is that king is, is working for me. Once he says that king is working for me, the king takes over. Okay, but those are the two shlam. Those are the two shlam. And that king takes over and he speaks on Hashem's behalf and he says, Yes, I'm going to speak to Hashem's behalf. Hashem chose me, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you because I decide. Why do I decide? Because Hashem made me king, and He empowered me with His own power. So just like He's Yeshiv Hashem, I'm also behind the Tzinakachi, and 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 you guys are in big trouble. Okay, fine. Now that's that's the that's the that's the. So I, what did I respond? What did I solve now? Just the, what. Um, what were they thinking? What the response is? Why is it go Yeshua Shemaim and then Oz? Um, right? And then the Diak of the Machi Oretz and the Yeshua Shemaim. And the question is this Meshicha, is he a Melech Oretz? Yes and no, because he's Bahar Kachi. So he's um, not quite Oretz, he's somewhere in between the Oretz and the Shemaim, so to speak. Okay. Okay, so far so good. Now I want to get back to the point of that. The, that strange Pusik, Pusik Zion, where the king announces that he regularly says, okay, so why does he say this regularly? Why is it Chaik? When did Hashem tell him Bani Atta? And what's this Yelidaticha? Very interesting, Lashon Yelidaticha. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to answer that. But what's this Hayyim today? Today. Okay? So I was thinking, um, I started thinking about Krishna. Now, why was I thinking of Krishna? Of course, we spoke about Krishna last week. I'll, I'll review that briefly. But I, I remember that in Krishna, in the bracha before Krishna, we start talking about Hashem as our father. Avinu, Avarachamon, they should teach us Torah, right? So, what I realized was, this is Mahmish, 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 Mahmish,
But first, let me, let me just give you the background to remind you again. Last week, we spoke about Mizmar Aleph, that the king has to be um, That's about a king, just like it says in Sefer Yeshua. Yeshua was a king, and he was told of Agisibim Velayla. And we spoke furthermore about the fact that it's the first Sefer in Suvim, the first Sefer in Nevi'im. So similarly, the first Sefer in Mishnah talks about Vagisibim Velayla, which is Veshach of Kumecha. And is done in a kingly way because the shear for Krishna is Dachmani Malachim. And we discussed that saying Krishna is being kingly. As it says in the Zayi Chadash, so I, want, I want to repeat this because it just came clear to me. The Zayi Chadash says, it's, it's beautiful, Lashon. Um, Hashem respects those who respect him. A human being that that makes Hashem um, king on heaven and earth and the four four ruches in this world. Hashem will him. That's why they say every tzaddik has his own world. In that world, the man is, is completely like in the image of his master. So, so how can you say every person is going God is a king. Man is not a king. The answer is every man is going, every tzaddik is going to have a world of his own over which he rules. Okay? That's when that's man is betzalmoy. And by being Mamlech Kadosh Baruch Hu, you're Zeiche, that a Kadosh Baruch is Mamlech So, what just became clear to me over last week, and so Pasha, you read this, uh, a message like that, you think, okay, it's like a schar. It's like schar, you know, oh, schar that you're Mamlech Hashem, Mashem is Mamlech But really, it's not that. It's, a, it's that a person wants to be B'Tzal Malikim, that's the nature of a person. So, by contemplating Malchus Shemayim, you become inspired, and you learn how to be a Melech. Especially, it's, it's, it's Hilchus Malachim. Hilchus Malachim, A, of how to be a Melech, and, and the inspiration to become a Melech, that comes from, from Krishna. So when a person is born in Shemayim and, and understands the nature of Mach Shemayim, then he too, if he's a Tzaddik, he wants to emulate that. Because he wants to be Tzadik Malachim, and then he will achieve that. That's, that's the, the Oymek of this Zayr Chadash. So in other words, so last week we spoke about two things. First of all, is a mitzvah of a king. Ah, we also have the mitzvah of a But not only that, but the content, which we spoke to, that's also became clear that the content of Kriyashma is not just Stam Torah. The content of Kriyashma is Malchus Shemayim, is what the king has to learn. So the mitzvah of a by Kalim is the king should know Malchus Shemayim. Malchus Shemayim, in summary, is called Terakula, but in short, it's Kriyashma. So Kriyashma is, is, is the limit of being a king. Okay. Now, this Pasuk, Zion, I want to say it's talking about Kriyashma. Because you know where it says, "Bni ata ani ayoyim b'leticha mamish before shekrishma." V'hoyu advar ma'ela asher anoichim b'tzavacha hayoyim al levavecha v'shinantom levanecha. Hashem is teaching us something today, and Chazal say today every day is supposed to be like new. It's supposed to be like every day you're learning from Hashem, and that thing that Hashem is commanding you, you have to then teach to your sons. Ah, so Hashem is doing to you what you are supposed to do to your sons. Which means Hashem is treating you like a son. So Asapra Chayk, I say all the time. He says in the morning. He says in the evening. He says Krishna, and Krishna teaches him that Bni Ata, 
I receive, because every day he's supposed to receive the Torah. You're supposed to learn from Hashem something that you're supposed to teach to your own children. So therefore that message of Kriyashon, which is the message of Malcha Shemayim, which a king has to hear, is the message of and he says this all the time. So this is continuing. And they are Yegurik. He's coming back. He's saying, you know what I say, Yom Belayla? You know what I'm always saying? The the chayk that I'm, the chayk, the regular statement that I'm saying is the one that's already referenced in in Mizmar Aleph. You know what I say? You know what that tells me? It tells me, therefore, don't even try. And by the way, the riot to this chat is because where do we busy? I said when to Krishna, we talk about Hashem as a father. And what do we say there? We say Hashem should teach us Torah. Avinu Avraham teach us Torah. Why? Because we're about to say in Krishna that a father has to teach son Torah. And also says in Krishna that Hashem is being mitzvah us. Ah, okay, so apparently Klape Talmud Torah Hashem acts to us like a father. And um, and um, and then once he does our father, he's our father. Oh, so that means Shamim and Metagoyim Nachalosecha. Which I guess you could also think about, you know, the, the, the message to Shleima, who was the one that Hashem said, he's my son. And Hashem told him, you could ask me for what you want. And he asked for Chachma. So maybe that's to do with it also. Like the Spitz, um, really a son could get lots of stuff. You can get Nachla also. But uh, the highest level is Sapra al Chaik, is what we do in Krishna. Okay, and there's some interesting things to think about. Another thing to think about that is we don't say Avinu. Why don't we ever say Avinu in Tefillah? It's a very strange thing. We say it by Hashemenu, Avinu the Sarasecha and Avinu Avraham. While you think Avinu is such a powerful idea, we say it all the time, like Avinu Akeinu. When we really need it, we say it. But, but our regular, we don't, we don't say Avinu. We only say it in the context of Torah. So that's interesting that if we're going to plug in the Shloima story of Sha'almi Mani, and Shloima was told, you could be my son, and a son could get Nachla if he wants, right? As it says over here, I, if I want to, I can I can control the whole world and crush you kings. But I don't. All I want is if do Hashem be year of a Gilbert, then I'll leave you alone. Because why? Because with Shlomo Melech was not Shoyal, the 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 Nachla Nachuz, that he could have really only want is Chachma. So it's like the real focus of Avinu was supposed to limit to Talmud Torah, and it's been a lot. Maybe just just thinking. Maybe that goes together. Um, anyways, okay. So that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I think that's that. Oh right, one last thing. Is that perhaps you could find this the same idea in a, in a melech too? Because in, in Parsha Shaftim it says really a similar thing. Hashem chooses the melech. And then who ubanov amelachim? So Malucha goes from the king to his ben, but it starts from Hashem choosing him. So, so that again, same, the same way I'm saying, oh, the pasuk in, in Shema says Hashem teaches us and we teach our children. So apparently Hashem is like our father. Well if, I, well, if it goes from Hashem to the first king, to his sons, maybe in the, in the context of Malucha also, that tells you that um, the Melech is like the son of, the, of Hashem. And he's like the heir of Hashem's Melchus. Which, of course, goes together with Shema, that we're learning Hashem's Melchus, and therefore we'll be... Hashem wants to teach you what? What is Hashem teaching you? That he's a Melech. And why is he teaching you that? Because you're his son. Okay, and then Nebuchadnezzar Gufa goes from a father to a son, right? So that's just another, another reason why learning Shema makes you into a Melech. Because if Hashem is teaching you Shema, Shema is what Hashem wants to teach you, wants to teach you Shema. Why? Because you have to teach Torah to your children. So Hashem is treating you as his child. And Nebuchadnezzar goes from a father to a son, boom, there you go. So you become a Melech too. On your day, Kriya Shema.